Hi everyone, it's Sheila here. If you're enjoying what we do here at Potheads Who Read, we would love if you would take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite listening platform. Remember, five stars will go a long way. So you guys, I feel like I'm finally finding my people here in Camp Lejeune. Oh, that's so good. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's hard. Like every two to three years, you have to make new friends. And I've been doing this for like 15, 16 years now. I can't believe it's been that long. But every time you move, you have to make new friends. And I've learned that it can take six months to a year to find like you can make friends, but it takes six months to a year for me to really find my people. Dude, I get it. I've moved so many times from living in different cities that sometimes it just takes a while. I think Atlanta was the one that took me the longest. And, you know, it just kind of reminds me of that book, We Don't Eat Our Classmates, by Ryan T. Higgins. Hey, everybody. Hi. What up, what up? Welcome to <laughs> Potheads Training. Always a second find. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> no. Uh, so this is kind of a big episode for us. Yeah. We have been on the air for a year now. Yes, we Yep. Our uh, our nice little hey, wouldn't that be hilarious if we did this? Turned into this. Turned into this, I know. And we are at over a thousand downloads. One thousand and twenty. As, Yay. Of, as which, of like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, which I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it sounds like a lot. And it is a lot, but we uh, we're on a podcast group on Facebook. Yeah, and we are reading some like a thread or some threads about like how to to like improve like your listeners or not improve you listeners, but you know how to like get ratings. <laughs> and yeah, increase ratings, increase downloads, increase downloads, and. Like, we were kind of feeling down. This is what? Was this in the fall or early or late summer? It was late summer. And, like, we were kind of feeling it, like, oh, yeah, we get it. That's hard. You know, like, are we doing good? Is this good? And. Yeah, what can we do to do more? Are we not engaged enough? Are we, like, what are we doing wrong? Right. And we started reading this this post with all these comments and we started to realize that we were doing pretty good compared to other podcasts that had been on for just as long or longer than us and so that kind of boosted our spirits that definitely boosted our spirits we also realized that um, like we know we're not that like true crime podcast or like a news podcast or com- like comedy or anything like that. We are very like 
little we're, niche, like, little group. We're special. But we were like, yeah, we were like, oh, our little book club podcast is doing really well. <laughs> and yeah. Like, so. I love that people are, in, like, wanting to, like, join our little book club because we I just know. love talking about books so much. Yeah. And it's all because of people like you. Yes. Andy, you should sound a little more sincere. I was trying to do like a PBS voice and it didn't really work out. No. Yeah. So it's, he is it's, a sincere person, people. So I know I am. But I have heard multiple times this week that sometimes I was like, are you, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I was like, that's fair. And just, oh, oh. <laughs> Andy and I talked on Wednesday night before while we were both like getting ready to see family and we both were like, are we fighting? Why do we not sound sincere? Like, it's like, no, I'm being really sincere right now. You do not sound like it. So, Sheila, yes, now that we've hit over a thousand downloads, what countries are listening to us that we can say thank you to? So, a big thank you to the United Kingdom, Canada, Ireland, Germany, Australia, France, South Korea, Pakistan, Norway, Sweden, (laughs) Sweden, Singapore, Vietnam, Philippines, Hong Kong, Spain, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Australia, Uruguay, Taiwan, Turkey, Russia, Portugal, Poland, Mexico, Netherlands, Lithuania, Italy, Iran, Croatia, Brazil, Argentina, South Africa. Oh, my gosh. That's a crazy right? list. We have definitely increased our countries since the last time we've talked. Yeah, it's it's getting bigger. Or at least talked about this. So, everybody yeah. in all of those countries, thank you so much for listening to us. Yeah. We love it. Send us some feedback if you have any feedback for us. Hopefully you can understand my accent. Sheila, um, yes. but, but what about the states? Have we hit close to all 50 yet? Well... I'll read you all of them. Do you want to count them while I read them? Just joking. I could look at it. <laughs> I'm like, I only have so many fingers. <laughs> and so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to try. Let's go. Okay. Illinois, Wyoming, California, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, North Carolina, Texas, New York, Maryland, Georgia, Arizona, Florida, District of Columbia, Missouri, Hawaii, Pennsylvania, Washington, Nevada, Arkansas, Indiana, Louisiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, Ohio, Utah, South Dakota, South Carolina, Kansas, Connecticut, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Montana, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Oregon, West Virginia. I got 37. Me too. Ah, yay. Yay. Oh, yay. Everybody in all those states, thank you so much. And if you know somebody in a different state that wasn't mentioned, just casually drop them a link. Just be and like, just be like <laughs> listen to this awesome book club podcast. You like books. We like books. Listen. Right? That's and awesome. Yeah. So thank you to everybody. That's- thank you to all of our listeners. We wouldn't be here without you. I mean, we would. But <laughs> I mean, not as successful, not as excited, not as excited. <laughs> I mean, we would just be talking to ourselves, which we do like to do that, too. But it wouldn't be as fun. It wouldn't be as fun. So 
Thank you, everybody. Do we have any more big news? We picked our winner. We had a promotion at the during the summer and at the beginning of fall that the person who left the most review or left a review would get put into basically like a hat or a basket and we would pull for a pin winner. Yep. And the winner for that special Harry Potter nerd pin was April Olson in Wyoming. Yay! Have, yay, April! And we will have a picture of her with the pin um, when she received it, and we will be posting that short, uh, very soon this week, most likely, for <laughs> her, or maybe, I'll, actually, I'll post it the week this comes out, so I'll post it in, like, two weeks. Right. Um, I'll post a picture of her with the cute little pin that she was super excited to get. So, oh, so exciting. Yeah, I know. Um, what other podcast one year business do we have? I think that's it. Am I is missing it? it? Is it happy birthday? Is it happy <gasps> anniversary? Oh. Is it, what is it for one yeah. year? Is this our anniversary? It's a Yay. podcast after all. No. Andy, why'd you sing us happy nope. birthday? <laughs> You've been practicing oh. so well before. Do you, do you need assistance? <laughs> <laughs> do you need a tight little dress like Marilyn Monroe wore for the president? Happy birthday to this podcast. <laughs> all right, that's all we can probably sing because we definitely do not own the rights to that song. We do not. Although, could be common, but still. I think um, no, actually, I think the birthday song isn't. That's why they can't sing it on shows and stuff. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I'm almost positive that one is. You have to. No. Had no idea. For that one. Yeah, Sheila, thanks for joining me on this ride. Yeah, thank you. And That's thank you. Beginning. And then Andy, definitely yeah. thank you to you for joining us on this ride. Because it was supposed to be like, wouldn't this be fun? You should join us. Okay, now you should do everything with us except for the <laughs> Except for you don't have to read the big book. You just have to join every once in a while. And which you have done one with us. And I feel like in the future we might have another. But It's time for another one if we ever get there. Yay! Oh, we'll get there. We're Um, doing it. Sheila and I do it every month. So we will get there. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, do you want to pick a month to pick a book? Uh... I'm, I was almost at February, but then I realized it was the shortest. Um, and I'd have to probably read next month. March? That's really funny, because I'm almost positive you you read with us last March. Oh, really? Yeah, March, March or April. I can't remember. He joined was. us in March for part March, of your yeah. poem. <laughs> Once a year, I will join <laughs> a larger conversation. I will join you. I mean, you can do March or you can do February. You just can't do January because we already picked that month. Yeah. I'll wait for March. March. Okay. I don't want to force you, myself to read too much of my birthday month. You do realize you didn't pick February because that was the shortest month. But I then you picked March where you actually have to read it in February. Yeah. Do you want to pick April? <laughs> no, that's fine. Let's just stick with it. <laughs> I'm committed. I'm You're committed pick- to my choice. Okay, beginning right. of so mid February. You have to have it read by mid February. Okay. Are we like 
Wait, are we gonna let him pick the book again like he did for that last one, or are we gonna does oh. do we gonna pick it for him? See, I was gonna let him pick again, but maybe we should put him outside of his box. Y'all can pick it again as long as it's not a nonfiction book. Okay. That's exactly what I was gonna pick that month because I'm almost positive that's my month to pick. Yes, because I do February. Because I feel like nonfiction, I'll just bounce out. You'd be like, peace. We usually we let our guests pick the book, but maybe we won't let you pick this one just because. But at this point, am I a guest? I think that's why you're like, we'll just tell you. No. Well, I mean, you are a guest for that episode, but you're not a guest to the podcast, so that is fair. That's true. Well, kids, Andy and I, we finally got to meet. Yes. And that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We actually met in Charlotte at the Carolina Renaissance Festival. I know. Did you have fun? I did actually have a lot of fun. It was cold, though. It was cold. It was so stinking cold. (laughs) I was like, I don't know where this came from. I wasn't expecting to wake up and it being 26 degrees that morning. So cold that morning. (laughs) And I had just left Chicago's where we had a like pseudo blizzard the week before. Right. I was not happy to have it be that cold down there. Well, I knew it was going to be chilly. I knew it was going to be chilly as well. I packed everything. And then I get to Charlotte and I wake up and it's like 27 degrees at seven o'clock. Then I looked at like the hourly and it said like, I think it was going to be like, 31 or something like that went at 10 o'clock and so I was like crap Eric yeah we didn't we got 40 I, until like three o'clock I know I, I was like I got and that was only if you were directly in the sun yeah <laughs> in the sun and most of the time you weren't no. and so I I went to the store and I bought gloves and hats and long long johns for my son so, which I mean, there is a difference between knowing that it's going to be cold and knowing that it's going to be that cold or chilly cold. for that like, extended period of time. Yeah. And <laughs> as somebody from Wyoming, there is a huge difference between cold with humidity and like Wyoming cold, a dry cold, a dry cold, a, I dry, mean, I a dry mountain cold and. Yeah, like that humidity, you add that humidity and you're just like... It, it's it, the worst. It really chills the bone, um, mm-hmm. almost. And so, I was not prepared. I should have brought some of our winter stuff, and I didn't. But my son, like, ended up with a really cool Batman hat, so... Um, that Batman, cool Batman hat, hat was really cool. So it was. But we had fun. I'm hopefully we'll be able to do it again, and we can get Andy to dress up next time. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. with some horns, maybe. Maybe we'll think about it. We'll do horns next year, and you, then you can wear your Muggle stuff on top of the horns. Yeah. So funny enough, like although we we had talked about this for months, and I knew that it was Pirate Day, but <laughs> I like kept. I honestly wasn't sure if I was going. I think they always kind of thought I was, but I <laughs> wasn't really fully committed in my brain. And then, like, I just temporarily forgot it was Pirate saying, and I was like, dang, there's a lot of people dressed up. And then, like, even Josie talking about, like, her costume, and she was literally a pirate. And I was like, oh, 
it's Pirate's Day. I was like, that would have been like a reason. But yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are very surprised that I didn't dress up because I love Halloween. Yeah. And I was like, I barely got a Halloween costume this year. Barely. Well, I just think it's funny. It was like, you guys are in Vegas, um, and then I sent Josie a, or I sent the group, our group text message, picture of Dash with his, his Dollar Tree armor. Mm-hmm. And Josie, or Andy told Josie that everybody's dressing up at me. Well, that was also a process thing where I was like, "Do I do I want to be the only one not dressed up?" And I was just like, "Well, that's cool. That's mm-hmm, about." Mm-hmm. We had fun. We did have a lot of fun. I don't think anybody thought you were like weird for not dressing up with us. Well, no, and there wasn't, I mean, there was a good bit of people that weren't dressed up. Oh, yeah. There was just a lot of people that were. Oh, yeah. Well, you get your nerds together, and we're like, yes. Basically. So, but Mm -hmm. it was a fun weekend, and I'm glad you did decide to join us. Well, it was nice meeting your family for official, I mean, at this point, I feel like it would have been, it was weird that we hadn't met, but at the same time, it feels like we have, and we see each other. (laughs) <laughs> multiple right. times a month. <laughs> well, I have to say, like, when we pulled up to the restaurant on Friday night, I don't know if I told you guys this, but, like, I was getting out of the car and doing something, and then Josie, were you getting something in the trunk, putting something in the trunk? Um, I... She's stuff out to put my car. No, 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 I didn't do that till after dinner. I was getting my gift for, oh, for Dash right. and for uh, you. Yeah. The gift. She was getting gifts. That's right. And I was I was getting gifts out of the back seat. That's what I was doing. And all of a sudden, I hear this voice and I hear this man talking to Josie. And I was about to be like, "No, we don't have any money to give you because <laughs> I'm so used to those people coming up. Hi, I don't have any money to pay for my prescription. Can I have five dollars? You know, in the parking lots and." Mm-hmm. I'm just to the point where I'm like, yo, get away from me and my small child. I'm not trying to be mean, but. You don't want none of that either. I, I get I, it. I look like a vagabond. So, so no, I, but the thing was, is I didn't see you. I, I, cause I, my head was in the car and as I pulled it out, I heard you and I hadn't registered your voice yet. And so I was about to be like, go away. <laughs> and then I saw you. I was like, oh, it's Andy. It's not. It's not somebody. <laughs> it's just Andy. It's not anybody that's going to take money from us or hurt us. Well, like, then my favorite was Andy after we met you and we were <laughs> leaving. And I did go with Andy. I was <laughs> Andy's <laughs> comment was, I didn't realize Sheila was such a little person. And I was like, tiny. well, she's not. Well, yeah. And I was like, well, she's not like a little person. He's like, no, like she's short. She's tiny. And I was like, oh. I am tiny. But how tall are you, Andy? Um, I'm like 6'1". Okay, so you're almost a full foot taller than me. So I'm 5'2". Yeah. It was just it was just surprising because, like, I, I've only seen you from the camera. <laughs> like, I know, the camera like, adds the camera adds inches. The height camera wise. adds 10 pounds. <laughs> adds, adds height, not <laughs> weight. Maybe it adds weight, too. I don't know. But. Mm. Sorry. I'm trying to move past the camera adds inches. Um, okay, so 
Trivia. 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 Andy should make up a song for us someday. Andy, do you want to remind everybody what our scores are? For everyone who has not been paying attention and or has realized how long this has been, um, I currently have six points. And Josie, I believe, has 13. That is correct. Yes. That's correct. Let's all just be, if you've been listening this whole time, we're all surprised I even have six. (laughs) I thought he had four because I hadn't marked it down on my gallon. (laughs) Okay, kids. So, the last time on Pies and Training when we did trivia, it was briefly (laughs) talked about that instead of doing what we do now, which is we alternate turns, it's I roll the dice, I pick the, or I read the question for whatever color is on the dice, and then the first person that goes ding or says (laughs) Harry Potter or something, I don't know, (laughs) gets gets to to answer the question, because I know sometimes Andy gets really mad that Josie gets the easy one. (laughs) <laughs> I would just like to point out that my sister said, do you get the easy ones or do you just know more than Andy? <laughs> no, because you get the ones that I actually know, which were the easy ones. <laughs> I don't so, know. I kind of like, liked April's thought on it. All right. Do we want to try the dang? Like the dang I mean, we can. I feel like all this is going to do is give Josie more points. But it might. It might. Really. It might be really funny, too. We can test. We can try it. Let's do it. If we don't like it, we can go back to the old way. Do I need a dang? Do you have our bell? (laughs) I have something that I can be like, I cannot. Don't you have a glass and a fork? Ding, 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 ding. No, because I'm not at a wedding. (laughs) Don't you just have a goblet sitting beside you made of crystal that you can chime on? (laughs) A glass? And I can do this. That works. I can be like, that totally works. All right, let's okay. All right, let's do this. You guys ready with your ringers? Dingers? No, the other one had a little bit of water in it. Hold on. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, are you? I'm ready. All right. Orange, which is magical objects. Okay. What color is the Weasley's? Flying car. Andy. It's blue. <laughs> Josie's really upset. <laughs> I dinged before he did. No, you did not. I didn't hear it. Maybe your low ding wasn't. Your low ding. Go ahead, Andy. <laughs> I already answered. Uh, oh, he did. He said blue. Was that correct? Yes. Sorry. I mean, That's I already correct. know it's correct, but... So did I. That's why I chimed in. Oh. It's... We're gonna... Okay, let's go. For those of Question you who can't two. see Josie's face, green. well, there's everyone. She... this She got her competitive face she, on. She, she's, she's paying attention now. I was All paying right. attention before, and I dinged first, but whatever. I didn't... I heard him, then I heard the... I heard your donk, 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 or whatever it is. All right, animals and magical creatures. What is the name of Ron's pet rat? Andy. 
Oh shit, I rang it. <laughs> <laughs> you know that one is Andy? I do, but it's like the moment I actually was ready to say it, it's like my entire body was like, <laughs> and I don't think it's right. Oh, Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this wrong and so many of y'all are going to laugh at me. I'm just going to not go with it. What was it, Josie? Would you like to go? Just say what you were going to say. No, because to. like I started going back and forth. I'm going to give a long explanation. For some reason, I almost went with nibbles, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> and then I was like, pester. And then I was like, no, but is it Percy? No, no that's he's his brother. brother. It's Scabbers. Yeah, see, I wasn't going to get there. Okay. So one and one. Magical spells and potions. What happens to Ron whilst while just operating from the Ministry of Magic? I mean, I don't know the official name for it, so you can go, but I know he gets maimed. <laughs> you can't just shake your thing and then just get an answer without knowing if you're the first one or not. Andy, you can't shake your thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, Josie. Do you know the name of it? I mean, he gets spliced. Yes. It's a specific word. What? I don't really care. Just say it. I'm, like, so mad right now. Why are you mad? That's how game shows work. Because. Just go. Like, what's the answer? He gets Splinched. Splinched. Uh, you were close. You were close. No, that's fine. One and one. All right, next one. Okay, last one, kids. All right. Oh, yellow. Sorry, light is so bad. I need glasses or something. Magical people. <laughs> Did you just bust okay. out your phone? Yes, my lighting is bad, and, like, the letters are, like, that big on this side. Magical people. Who is the only one of the three brothers from the tale of the three brothers to voluntarily present himself to death during old age? The third third brother? Yes. I I didn't know if he had a name. That's why I didn't chime in. I was like, I knew it was the last one. Well, he does, but I don't. I think it's not it's not said a whole lot. I usually know him as like the third brother or the youngest brother. The one with the cape. The cloak. Yes. The cape, the cloak. <laughs> <laughs> I just got an eye roll. <laughs> not from Josie, from Andy. Okay. Josie is three. Andy goes to seven. Andy. And I seven. added two. Andy added two. Andy, Josie added two. We'll discuss that at another time. See if that's what we want to keep doing. <laughs> We're getting better bells. I'll go buy a real bell. <laughs> I'm just going to go downstairs and check my mail one time, and there's just going to be a bell. We're going gonna... to have a label that says, don't ring it unless you know the answer. <laughs> no, it's just going to be silent. You're not going to be able to ring gonna it. She's going to take – it's not going to have the, the – it's broken. Andy will just make a noise and then be like, ah, without even being told he got it first. It's broken because you don't believe in Christmas. 
I can't wait <laughs> to roll this back, though, because <laughs> Sheila's ears deceived her. It didn't. I was real quick on the bell. Mm-mm. All right, I'm let's not, not eat our classmates. Josie. <laughs> like she wants to do right now. So the book du jour is We Don't Need Our Classmates by Ryan T. Higgins. And why did you suggest this or pick this book? Um, I had never seen it before. I was walking through Target as I think I've, this is my explanation for all the books I've chosen. <laughs> but no, I just I was curious as to what it was because like I wanted to pull something that was a little different. And I think not eating your classmates is a little different. And there's even, there's a twist right off the bat that I wasn't expecting. Hmm. So it's a story of a little T-Rex going to school. Ah, all right. Well, I'm not starting now. (laughs) (laughs) The book is in your hands. Penelope Rex was nervous. It's not every day a little T-Rex starts school. What are my classmates going to be like? Will they be nice? How many teeth will they have? This was very important. Penelope's mom bought her new backpack with ponies on it. Ponies were Penelope's favorite because ponies are delicious. (laughs) Penelope's dad packed her lunch of 300 tuna sandwiches and one apple juice. (laughs) finally the big day came and penelope rex was surprised to find out that all of her classmates were children so she ate them because children are delicious penelope rex said mrs noodleman we don't eat our classmates please spit them out at once so she did It was not the best way to start school. Still, Penelope was determined to have a good first day. She tried to make friends at recess. She finger-painted some of her best work. She even saved Griffin Emery a seat at lunch. You can sit right here on my plate. (laughs) Penelope started to notice everyone was making friends but her. It was lonely. When she got home, her dad asked her about her first day of school. I didn't make any friends, Penelope cried. None of the children wanted to play with me. Penelope Rex, did you beat your classmates? (laughs) Well, maybe, sort of, just a little bit. Sometimes it's hard to make friends, said her dad, especially if you try to eat them. You see, Penelope children are the same as us on the inside just tastier. (laughs) That gave Penelope a lot to think about. The next day, Penelope tried really hard, but poor Penelope, she could not stop herself from eating her classmates. Mrs. Noodleman, Penelope ate William Omoto again. (laughs) And they were all afraid of her. Except Walter. Walter was a goldfish. So Penelope tried to make friends with Walter. Will you be my friend? She sticks her finger in there. Chomp! Ah, Cried Penelope. He's eating my finger. (laughs) 
<laughs> Once Penelope found out what it's like to be someone's snack, she lost her appetite for children. She stopped eating her classmates, even when Cece Woodman spilled barbecue sauce all over herself. <laughs> and Penelope soon made friends. Found you. Want a brownie? I helped make them. Now, even when children look especially delicious, she peeks at Walter and remembers what it's like when someone tries to eat you. And Walter, the goldfish, stares right back at her and licks his lips. <laughs> because dinosaurs are delicious. <laughs> and that's the end. That's a vicious goldfish. Why is a T-Rex going to a human school? I don't know. But I actually, one of my favorite illustrations, because I was trying not to, like, make the book sound weird like last time where I was talking about the animations. But <laughs> one of my favorite animations is when she tried to make friends at recess, and you see a picture of her at the end of a slide with kids going up with her mouth open, waiting for them to come down. <laughs> oh, my. And then when she said she finger-painted some of her best work, and it's literally her eating children. So she was like, I'm trying. But she was not. She was a little... Dinosaur. It's hard. She's a little dinosaur. Going so, to school with five-year-olds. What'd y'all think? It was cute. It was really cute. I don't understand in what world a dinosaur would be going to school with children, but it's really cute. I was really surprised. I was really surprised when you were like, "Children are delicious," and I was like, "Oh, it's not other dinosaurs at this school." Yeah. Got it. No, yeah, that was the thing. That was the twist. That was the twist. Because when she goes into class and she yells, "Children!" It's literally just a classroom of little kids. Wow. And I wasn't expecting that either, because I was expecting there to be a pterodactyl. Yeah, other dinosaurs. A Dilophosaurus, a Stegosaurus, a Brontosaurus, and a Patasaurus, another T Rex. But instead, it was just a whole bunch of children a Pachyosaurus, an Ankylosaurus. Maybe a lot of velociper. That's not a word. I can't say velociraptor. Velociraptor. Thank you. I was combining. I was combining both those words. A triceratops, a parasaurolophus. Um, those are all real dinosaurs, people. They are. <laughs> I feel like we just need Josie saying all the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> In my Triceratops. Triceratops. So, Sheila, did it make you feel like when you go to a new town? Do I want to eat people? No. Do you try, do you try do too you, hard? Do you find Walter who eats you and then you're like, I need new friends? Sometimes there's definitely sometimes Walters out there that you think are your friends and then they mm-hmm. kind of turn on you. But um, so. that was a real cryptic way to take that goldfish storyline. <laughs> <laughs> she was I, hurt. I totally she turned that around. A, she was at a rough November, guys. 
and October. No, but I get what you're saying. It's like the wolf in sheep's clothing, but in this, it was a goldfish that was ready to eat a dinosaur's finger. Exactly. Yeah, um, it's just hard, you know, like when you go into a new situation. And I can kind of say, like, for Dash, last year was his first year at the school he's at now. And we came into the neighborhood. He only had his neighborhood friends. And they're homeschooled. So he went to school not knowing anybody. And I know he was scared. Um, And I think, you know, we all kind of are like that, like, the unknown is scary when you're the the new one to the group. But luckily, Dash had a better experience than um, Penelope did. So he didn't have to spit out his classmates. He was able to enjoy them. Yeah, I mean, he made his <laughs> best friend on the bus that day. Like, he got off the bus. I was like, hey, baby, how was the first day of school? He's like, it was good. I met a friend. And I rode the bus with him, and he sat with me, and we're in the same class, and his name is Declan, and that's all I heard about for, like, the rest of the year was his Shout little Shout out buddy. to all the Declans out there. All the Declans. I think one of my favorite parts of the book, <laughs> I, well, I think the lesson for me reading this was that, you know, sometimes it's hard to make new friends until you put yourself in their shoes. So I think that's what... <laughs> Besides, watch out for the angry, bitter people of the world, like <laughs> Sheila just mentioned. I think it's also try to, you know, relate to people and just to see if you can get on their level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You have to, you have to try, and you have to try not to like them. Josie, what were your thoughts? Um, I really liked it. I could see how it'd be fun for. a child to read this because it's just kind of like I don't know it's really imaginative it has some nice lessons in there about how it can be scary to try new things or do new things or meet new people but you just kind of have to try your hardest I was just real stuck on like the like I personally was just really stuck on the little things like why is there a t-rex going to a human school I thought the goldfish was going to turn into a piranha it was not just a little I mean, I get that because when they said spit them out and he said that he ate them, like, I'm like, I'm just glad there was no chewing involved because yeah. the children would have been maimed. I mean, you eat the entire class and then it's like, no, you got to spit them out. There's got to be one kid missing a finger. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe no, I mean, I, li- I liked it. It was cute. It was really cute. I guess I didn't really know where it was going to go. Fair. Right. Or where it was starting. Oh, so it was yeah. a wild ride with a T-Rex. That's what happens I'll, with most books. I'll tell you, what, though, I think little kids, especially at that kindergarten and preschool age, they would really dig this. Yeah. Because the weirdness of a T-Rex going mm-hmm. to school with yeah. human kids, like, that would just be kind of like a dream come true a little bit. They'd ask because him more, like, why is he here? A lot of them already will probably watch Dinosaur Train, which, if you don't know about Dinosaur Train, 
I mean, who doesn't? Buddy is a T-Rex dinosaur who hatched in a pterodactyl nest. And the pterodactyl mom was like, oh, sure, I'll just keep this T-Rex egg. And so Buddy the T-Rex has pterodactyl brothers and sisters. And then they ride the train to places. So yeah. It's it's just like, it would be like a dream come true for to read this story, I think. No, which is why I liked it, is because it is so imaginative. I remember when I was in kindergarten, we had, there was a picture of this girl that we had a song that we sang to in class, and it was like a whole thing. It was like, Catalina, Madalena, oopsie doopsie dawdle, while the Okapokaloka was her name, and it, you described her from head to toe, and it was like, she had ten hairs on her head. Ten were alive and the other ten were five were dead. Oh, sorry, five were alive and the other five were dead. And then you say her name, and then it was like she had two eyes in her head. One was green and the other one was red. She had a nose that was a garden hose that had a rose. Um, her knees were like scrambled eggs. I mean, it was just like it was just really funny. Like the whole song was just like really funny like that. And I remember our teacher would just be like, "What would you do if she walked in the door right now?" Andy, stop looking at me like that. I've just never heard that before. Uh, a lot of people haven't. I haven't either. And I'm just down the road. I, I, I'm here for it. I think it also helps when you're... Because you look real judgy. <laughs> I just didn't realize what it was about. I think a lot I think a lot of it goes to, too, is like when you're looking at it, the illustrations are very good. So it kind of yeah. like puts you in like who she is. Like You see like her parents watching her get ready, kind of stressing about going to class. And then you just get to see the entire class when it says children and then like how she's like trying to play with them. But the only play she knows is eating them. So it's real cute. Well, and I think it also goes into the fact that there's a lot of children out there that at kindergarten, even though there's a lot of opportunities to for children to go to preschools and everything before kindergarten, there's still quite a few children that aren't going to preschool and they really haven't been socialized a whole lot. And so they don't understand, like we don't hit, we don't bite, we don't kick. We don't, we don't do all those naughty things. And I think that's a little bit part of it too. It's like, it's a brand new thing. I think back when like we were starting kindergarten, we saw a lot more of no kids that or a lot more children that hadn't been to preschool and now with dash's generation a lot more children are attending preschool before before kindergarten but we still have some that just haven't because it's not it's not a requirement yeah and some states it's not even a requirement to go to kindergarten so there's that So, I don't know. I think everyone has been the T-Rex at least some point in their life. I mean, not eating people, but, like, you've been, like, the new person. It feels like everything you do is wrong. Right. And I think that's also a good thing where it's just, like, they're talking about it. It's like, you know, eventually you'll find your way or, you know, something along those lines. But, um, yeah. I think this would be a good one to like read to your preschooler before they start going to kindergarten or even just your kindergartner right before they really scare the crap out of them and make them tell them that a (laughs) t-rex is going to come eat them you don't behave if you're not nice they're going to eat you Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Every classroom has a T-Rex. You never know who it is until it's too late. So Dash, when he was in um, his pre-K class in Virginia, th- there was one little boy that definitely was a, a little wild. And Dash would come home and he's like, so-and-so did this today, so-and-so did that today. Like, every day he would tell me, like, what the child did, and it was never really good things. And he would be like, he had to go sit on the bench with Miss Verna today, which is kind of like, I guess, getting sent to, like, the principal's office or something. I'm not... (laughs) But, like, like, this child had so many kind of, like, control issues and... And, like, the teachers and the mom, they were all trying to work it out. But, like, my my five-year-old was noticing it and verbalizing it. And I'm like, well, what did – I go, if, if he did that, I go, is that right or wrong? And Dash would be like, oh, that's wrong. Like, you don't do that at school. And so he was definitely learning from that situation, too, that that's not how you treat people – And there were times that he would be like, he did this to me today. And I was like, well, next time, you know, I'm like, well, what did you do? And he was like, well, I did this. And I was like, well, you know, that didn't work. You say no, don't do that to me. You walk away and you go tell the teacher, you know, like it it was definitely a process for us where we had to do a lot of um, like kind of role playing at home on how to handle some of the issues that. Dash was dealing with with this other child. Mm. Yeah, that's never easy. And, and it's not. And I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know if there was something wrong with him, or if he was just a really kind of wild child, you know. But yeah, because I know sometimes, like it, you know, sometimes it's a parenting thing. Sometimes it's a wild child thing. Sometimes it's um developmental Mm -hmm. well yeah it's developmental issues sometimes it's you know he's reacting at school from things that are happening at home like there's just there's so many things like I don't I didn't know all the little things and it wasn't my place to be like asking you know the teachers (laughs) couldn't tell me and I never really felt like um I mean I never saw the mom enough to to develop a relationship um Besides, like, passing each other in the hallway when we dropped our kids off at school. And be like, get your kid or I will. (laughs) I can never imagine Sheila saying that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like that would be hard. And I feel like, especially now, like, with all the devices and with everything, like, you just don't know what information your child's going to get anymore. Like, it's just not as protected as it used to be. And so you do have to kind of just be really aware of how to handle situations or what to say to, to your child about things like how to act or like what to do as well as like, okay, it's new, we all have fears, we all have, like, what's the proper way to handle it? So it's there's just a lot more outward stimulation that you can't really control, I think. Like, For sure. our parents could control... A lot, yeah. A lot more when we were younger. Yeah, like, Dash had a friend last year that his 
parents allowed him to have on his tablet this game called Kick Buddy or Kick the Buddy or something like that. And Dash was like, I want this game. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like a very nice game. And he's like, I'm like, what is it? And he's like, well, it's this doll and you you kick it. And I'm like, That's, no. Twisted. <laughs> yeah, like, and like you kick it and it'll be, it'll say, it, it says things like you're a loser or, oh, that wasn't very hard. Or it's a, it's an no- annoying little doll or whatever. And so that gives you reason to hurt it, I guess. And I just was like, uh, no, you're not, you're not playing this game. Like, your friend's parents might let you play it, but... Not in this house. Not in this house. <laughs> not this I mean, mommy. And the thing is, is, like, it's not that I have an issue with video games and, like... Because I, I know some people are, like... Because this is going to get slightly political here, but... Some people are, like, oh, the reason we have so many shootings is because of the violent video games. I don't think that is a reason... But I do think having a game where, like, you're purposely... Because, like, I feel like that there's there's strat- strategy in a lot of those games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's stuff to those games. Whereas, like, the whole point of this this game is to hurt a doll. Yeah. I just... And to be mean to it. Just, I was like, that's not who you are. Or at least not. That's not who you are right now, <laughs> and right. I that that's not gonna fly in my house right now. So, because I, I do feel like that could turn to hurting people. Yeah, I don't just because he's he's young. He's five, or well, at the time he was sorry. He was you know six, five, six when this was brought up. So they're very. At that age, that's very different than, you know, mm-hmm. a 15, A little bit year. more susceptible. Right. Well, and you're still learning. I mean, I think that's, like, part of the biggest thing of all of this that makes it so bad, like, to get a little bit more into the political, not really wanting to, but, um, I mean, it's part of the whole thing with, like, cyberbullying. People are always like, well, there was never bullies like that when I was growing up. No, there were bullies, it was just face to face and it made it 10 times harder it like when you're when you're looking at when you're looking directly at somebody and you're telling them something you see, you immediately see their reaction and it's not you're not disconnected whereas this this particular game if you're just kicking this doll and it's telling you like oh that didn't even hurt like you're not going to understand as a 5 year old that humans don't react that way and dolls and humans don't react the same way so how long does it not to go creepy but how long does it take them to then go to like an animal that can't talk or like something else and then and then it just keeps perpetuating a situation so yeah yeah no and I think and I think that's the thing is like we have to as parents and as mentors of children like we have to sometimes step up and be like yo that's not right like Mm -hmm. you know even if even if it's okay at home but if you're at my house we don't play that game sorry kids that don't fly yeah that that don't fly with Mishila. (laughs) 
<laughs> there's times where like my mom and I was like that's fine your mom can let you do what you want but here we don't do that well and then part of me also wonders sometimes like does the parent really even know how extreme that is like would they be okay if you're as a child trying to explain it and you're like oh you have to do this thing and like whatever like is the parent really getting the full story Right. Does the mom or, you know, did they or the parent like does the parent or the, you know, whatever. Are they controlling what's downloaded anyway? Exactly. And that's the other thing. Are they just saying, yeah, oh, you want that game? Okay, here, click. I'll put in my password or or is it open download on on that child's device? Like Dash has an iPod touch that he calls his phone. So don't try to (laughs) call him on it, even though he'll be like my phone. And I'm like okay (laughs) it's not but okay but like he'll be like I want to I want this game and I'm like what's that game (laughs) and so then I'm like looking it up um Andy and Josie gotta come across one of his weird games oh my gosh the cat calling game was so weird (laughs) it was so funny (laughs) it's a stretch to call it a game let's be real I don't understand it but he thinks it's the funniest thing in the world but there's this, it's called, like, cat calls or something like that. And it's literally, like, you call a cat. It's, like, call the sad cat. And it is not a sad cat. It is a piss-off mad cat. And it's, like, Okay, but the best part yeah. of that, though, like, as weird as that game was, the absolute best part of it was listening to Dash talk back to the cat. And he was, like, saying stuff where I'm like, you were just turned seven, so he was, like, six. How Mm -hmm. are you, like, how are you coming up with this storyline? Because Andy wasn't with us when he was first doing it. Because when he first showed it to me, we were in the car. And he, like, talked back to the cat. And he was like, if you don't get your training done, I'm going to have to send you back to the (laughs) office for more training. I told you, you needed to get your training done. You need to be fully trained by the date I gave you. And then he hung it up, and I was like, oh, Dash, what does he have to train for? And he's like, to be a cat. Oh, okay. You have to train for that? And he goes, yeah, there's a lot of stuff they have to do. I'm like, okay. But it was like, where did he get this in? And I don't, like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, as a child, he's probably hearing, like, Eric, like, oh, I have to go train, or I have to go do this, or, like, you're, like, oh, I have my class, I have to, I have this deadline, or whatever, and that was just him kind of, like, putting it all together in context, so he understands it. It was just seriously the most hilarious thing, when he was just, like, your training better be done. I thought... We'll have to go back. (laughs) And I was just, like, he's gonna be a mean boss. He's... Don't don't turn on him. He um, and I was thinking the training, like that whole training conversation that he was doing. I thought it was coming from Power Rangers because oh, it could have been training in Power Rangers. I don't know. He was having a Power Rangers moment that weekend. (sighs) All the time. (laughs) Well, when I saw him, it was just like all all weekend. It was Power Rangers, and he just had started getting into Power Rangers, so. But we're still really into it right now. He's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. It was just really funny to, like, see that side of just being like, you got to get the training done. 
And then when the mad, sad cat was talking to Andy, he was like, it's okay, kitty. You don't have to be so sad. I'm like, he sounds mad. No, he's sad, mom. Okay. (laughs) And Andy was like, I... Nope. I'm done with this game. He's like, I'm done. I don't understand this. Well, I thought we'd maybe go through them all. I didn't realize we would call some of them back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Kid Life. Right? Repeat, repeat, repeat. That's funny. All right, crazies. I feel like this was a really good book. Uh, Very insightful. Learned a lot. Be nice to your classmates. Don't eat don't, them. Yeah, I was just going to say don't eat them. Or fight, kick, hit, scratch. Until push. you're older. Until you're, Until you're older. older. <laughs> That's helpful. Children's episode. I would a, recommend this. You would, Sheila? Would. Yes, yes, I would. Same Z's. So, Josie, I believe next month is your book. It is. What have you picked out for us next month? I have picked out the Egyptian Egyptian Cinderella by Shirley Clemo. Oh. Mm. That sounds fun. Yeah, so we're going to go into a little fairy tale. Egyptian fairy tale. Yeah. So is it, sorry, you got me intrigued. Is it like really like a real Egyptian fairy tale or is it a, um, somebody has turned Cinderella into an Egyptian fairy tale? It's a real story. This says, author's note, the tale of Radofis and the red rose red slippers is one of the world's oldest Cinderella stories. Oh. It was first recorded by the Romanian historian Strabo in the first century BC. The story is both fact and fable. Radofis is believed to have been born in northern Greece, kidnapped by pirates as a child, and sold to a rich man on the island of Samos. One of her fellow slaves was a homely little man named Aesop who told her wonderful fables about animals. When Rodophis was almost grown, she was taken to Egypt and bought by a man named Karaox. Uh, her new master was also Greek, and he gave many gifts and favors to Rodophis. Uh, In those days, a fortunate slave might live far better than a hired servant. The servants, although free, were poor and lived in mud huts, while a chosen slave enjoyed the comforts of the master's villa. The existence of the rose-red slippers is possible. Ancient Egyptian gold was sometimes mixed with iron, which gave it <coughs> sorry, a reddish hue. In retelling this story, I preferred to have the gilded slippers stolen by a falcon, although some references name the bird as an eagle. Horus, Egyptian sky god and the deity of living pharaohs, was believed to appear on Earth as a falcon. What is fact is that a Greek slave girl, Dophis, married the pharaoh um, uh, Amasis in the dynasty 26 and became his queen. (coughs) Yeah, so it is fact and fable. Very interesting. It sounds good. So... What have we pulled off our bookshelves, kids? Andy? I haven't been reading really this last month. 
What I put off my bookshelf is dust. Mm. Okay. That's Sorry. Nice. That's fine. <laughs> Josie? Well, I did give a long list in the autobiography of Santa Claus of mm-hmm. what I've been reading and what I've been doing. So just to kind of build off of that, I did start our new book Yeah. for this month. And I have started Light from Other Stars. Hmm. Which I'm excited to read. I found it randomly at Barnes and Noble this summer. So okay, good. So I also have started um, our book for next month, Dreaming in German. And then I also started. It's called. There's one word I am not certain of how it's said, but it's called Seeing Ione. It's I O N E. A high school friend wrote this book. Mm. So I'm reading that. So far, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, I started listening to No Country for Old Men as well. Oh, yes. I think you said you're about to yeah. start it or we're going to. Or yeah, I did start it. I'm a couple hours into that, which is pretty good. So well, that's good. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode. You can check us out on all the social medias, the Instagram, Facebook, you can email us at potheadswhoread at gmail.com. And thank you for reading with us. Go crack a book open. Mm-hmm. I really do need to start reading. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.